welcome to the New York Rangers podcast, a partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Raggy. Today, we'll be having guests on Ice Cold Takes. Some of you know him from his New York Rangers podcast. Uh, we'll be talking to him about the Rangers finally clinching a spot since 2017. We'll be talking about the mod injury, as well as lineups, controversy with should you rest players, should you not, and a lot more. But first, a quick word from our show sponsor, and then we'll get right to it. And now a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS. BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines for the 27th year of live betting. Sign up for BETUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, use promo code RINK for your 125% sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. And we're back. We're with Joseph of Ice Cold Takes. How's it going? Thanks for having me on, boys. How's it going? Rangers big win last night. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, it took forever for this. I mean, people won't understand the uh, background behind this. Like, me and you were, like, DMing the whole, like, past two months trying to figure this out. When we could finally, because ever since you had us on Yuri's pod, like we were trying to figure it out. It took like two months, a month to figure it out. And then today, <laughs> today, I'll just share a quick story quickly. Basically, I was at the airport a couple of days ago. It wasn't today. It was a couple of days ago. And um, I, I, I ended up losing my laptop. We, we were basically 10 minutes from the boarding was ending. And I was only at the TSA place, you know, where you put your thing on the back, right? And obviously, you take your laptop out, right? They require you to do that. Now, I was rushing so much, I just sealed my suitcase and I ran. I totally forgot about the laptop. It was it was a mess. And they also had to take out like a water bottle out of there. I, I'm one of those guys, unfortunately. And I came to Miami and I'm like, all right, let's start. Let's do this podcast. And I'm like, where's my laptop? And I can't find it. I emailed TSA. They say they have it. They'll email me back. I'm like, okay, that's great. But, you know, I got a podcast today. So I get my sister's laptop, but it's a Mac. And I realized, oh, shoot, my um, my microphone doesn't, you know, it's not compatible with Mike unless I have a converter. I don't got a converter. I'm scrambling over the place for the past hour. Instacart can only get it to me by three, and we couldn't do it then. And I was going to run to a store. They didn't have it. Um, you would think CVS, you know, they have these random wires or stuff. You would think sometimes they have it. This place didn't have it. Walgreens didn't have it. It was only at Best Buy and Target, and now places were like 30 minutes away. I'm like, you know what? Let's just roll with it. But here it is. This was a very stressful past two hours, and um, I am clearly very responsible. Uh, I lost my Mac at a freaking TSA port. Uh, and, yeah, no, they emailed me. They're sending it back. But forget about that. Let's just talk Rangers. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the positive side of this whole thing is that you have a great uh, the positive side of all win this to is, talk about, you know? Yeah. The positive side of all of this is, hey, boys, we clinched for the first time since 2017. I don't know what, why I don't know why everyone is talking about. For some reason, we had a plan. I never heard of such a thing. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, that doesn't exist to me. I, I never heard of that. Uh, we played, I don't know, people are saying we played Carolina. I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe they're hallucinating or something. Never heard of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, guys, first take. Since the letter, I, I just wanted to get your reaction since the letter. Like, when the letter came out, I was devastated. 
when they, you know, traded guys like McDonough. They traded guys like Nash. I guess McDonough. But Zuccarello was the greatest, like, destroyed me. That was the next year, though. But, but yeah, they traded guys like yeah, McDonough, JT Miller, all that. Um, and you knew, like, you know, you're going to be in for the long run. We've had four or five years where this team was a contender. And, you know, we, we were living, living the high life. Even though we didn't get a cup, you know, we were we were always in there. And, yeah, what guys, what were your reactions? Uh, Joseph, you first. What, what were your reactions to, like, the letter to now, like, you know, you had to start, you know, that whole crushing, like your favorite players traded. And now how, like, um, you know, I, I tweeted the Thanos meme today, you know, how he's sitting at the sunset and all that. It's finally, you know, it's over. Like, you know, it's not over because we don't want to cup yet, but like, you know, the rebuild is over. Well, what was your, yeah, you, def- you definitely have to tweet that when, if the Rangers win a cup, like oh, 100%. in the next four years, then you tweet like, Thanos looking at the sunset. It like all worked out in the end. Right. Uh, but in regards to the letter, at that time when that came out, I was a senior in high school and I was going. I had a lot of stuff going on. I was pretty busy with college applications. I had a job. I was working uh, pretty frequently and it, at, at late late at night too. So like I would pretty often miss the Rangers games. And if I did watch them, they'd have them on in the background. And, um, you know, the team just wasn't as good. And when I saw that that letter came out, I was like, wow, they're so transparent about this. I really, really like this. I think this is a good move. Like, obviously, the Rangers were not good enough to make the playoffs that year. And their star players were starting to get older. So, yes, they needed to move on from guys like Nash, from Hayes, from Michael Grabner, those guys. And they made the right moves and got as much as many assets as they could back except for mcdonough and miller that that's besides the point but with like that nash trade it was a slam dunk they rebuilt their that would just set the tone that nash trade seeing what all that stuff they got back and it was because they took on matt bolesky's contract if they didn't do that i don't think they would have gotten like maybe that extra first round pick or uh spooner who ended up getting traded for for strome um but seeing that they did a Jeff Gordon did such a fantastic job rebuilding the team. And then the transition from Gordon to Drury, some people weren't fans of that. I was I was devastated that I saw Jeff Gordon and John Davidson leave because uh, it was Gordon's team. He built it. And Davidson is like a New York Ranger. He always wanted to be one, like like the president. He Here he was, former broadcaster, former goaltender for the team. And he gets put into this position where he's the president of the team, and now he's fired, and that was devastating for me. But what softened the blow was knowing that Chris Drury, a guy that so many teams were after, he was going to be the next GM, the next president. And then when the Buchnevich trade happened, everyone lost their minds. It was such a bad trade. They lost like a, a top-line right-winger or a first-line right-winger. And they replaced him with a bottom six forward. And people just didn't have it. And you know what ends up happening this year? There are They are a better team this year without Buchnevich than they were with him. Now, I don't understand how that's possible. Maybe it's because I think they could both the grit narrative. Side. I think they right. both, like, it was a bad trade, but, you know, he still made some good news. Like, people were thinking that. The Goudreau signing. Oh, it was a waste. Like, I think we could all agree. Goudreau has... Played the way we wanted him to play in New York. That, right, that, and this is 
right. not to cut you, you off, but this too, is... Yeah, too big expensive contract. Those two things could coincide. Mm-hmm. But at this this point in the season, this is where Goudreau's uh, money pays off. Like, this right, is where exactly. he plays for. This is the kind of player he is at this point in the season, in the playoffs. He was just a completely different player on Tampa Bay. I know Gord and Coleman were probably the better players on that line, but he was also a very good player on that third line with Tampa Bay. And I think he's going to help out a lot. If Gallant decides to use the third line, which I think Lafreniere and Kako being on that line lengthens the lineup a lot. We already had, we now have a full top six for the first time all season. We had four sixths of a top six. And the reason I say that is because we had guys like Hunt and uh, who else was in the top six? Like, like we had Goudreau in there. He's a Swiss, we had Hunt, Swiss Army. Just enough. <laughs> right. Goudreau was good, and, was good, but you but can't that, compare. Only, the, that the takes away now from your third line also. Right. You can't compare, like, the production between Goudreau and Andrew Kopp since he's come here. Like, all of our guys in the top six are capable of scoring goals, of scoring points at any moment of time. And we saw it last night against Ottawa. They just completely dominated in every facet of the game. And that's, I mean, it was Ottawa's a bad team, but that's what it should look like when the Rangers are playing a bad team. And a competitive team, like how we saw them against Pittsburgh, that's how they should play every single game. And if that's the future, I'm so excited. So one of the things that this letter, when I first saw it, my first reaction was, okay, we're the Rangers. This is garbage. Okay, they're sending out a letter to just go ahead and, Make the fans feel good. You know, I look at other teams in all sports when they send out some type of thing where we're going to bring in the right players. They come in with the right, you know, uh, antics to go ahead and make everyone feel like, yeah, I trust the process. You know, I got this. But at the end of the day, it's the Rangers. I said, okay, garbage. You know, I'm not trusting they're going to – they're sending away these players who are, if you look on other teams, doing a very solid job. And they're being very serviceable for those teams. Ryan McDonough's a fantastic leader on that defense of the Lightning. And you, you can't argue with that. That's, that's straight up. Even if his numbers may not show it, he's straight up. A, he's a leader. You see when he's on the ice, especially, um, especially when, he's, when he's on the ice, right? So the thing that I really felt which surprised me was that the Rangers didn't just make any moves. They made moves that really could set up not just their, not just their future, but surprisingly right now. You know, I, we did not expect... Jacob, Joseph, I, I guarantee you, beginning of the year, what was our thing? We make the playoffs or, you know, successful season. Right. Now we're playoffs, like, hey, well, let's, let's make this cup. Right, exactly. The, 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 you know, I've never seen such a change of, like, ideas of success throughout a season. Because as much as that's true, when I look at a team that, let's say, just sneaks into the playoffs and then, oh, my gosh, we made the playoffs. Now let's go win the cup. I go, okay, what are you, what are you, what are you bringing on to me? Like, you're not really a great team. You did good enough to make the playoffs. We're talking about a team that right now has 100 points. 100 points. We're talking about the same amount of points as the Hurricanes, who's a, a, a maybe, according, at least according to Jacob, the team to, to, to really possibly win it. If yeah. that's true, By you way, have a real knows, chance to win there it. There are odds on DraftKings. It, it's, you got to take a man. It's just too good to be too what's good. The, what's the odds? I don't Do maybe you know. Maybe they're, they're probably different now, but in January, man. I, I think you could put in a hundred to win a thousand or something. I don't, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Something ridiculous. So I'm like, yeah, I'm putting it in. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm putting it in. It was too juicy about it. So anyway, what were you saying? No. So basically you I'll see that the Rangers now. didn't just help their future, but they really helped their now. And that's something I, I, as a Ranger fan, I feel so proud of that. My team sent out a letter and kept to it. They brought in 
talent. And you can look at it, even though we have a little bit of a problem of cap next year, who we're keeping with Strom and Cop, those are good problems. You know what I mean? Those are problems where if Cop is playing well enough with this team, which I think he is, and Strom, as good as he is with the team, we say, look, your deal is just not going to help for building, bringing in more and keeping to that letter. So bye-bye, Strom. We'll offer you a deal possibly, um, depending. I think that's how it'll anyways work. They'll offer Strom somewhat of a deal. If he doesn't agree with it, just cops the next option. We have a backup. And I think if Cop enjoys his team, the more he enjoys the team, the more we depend on him, the more he'll want to come back. Um, but I would really, I, I really want to like almost thank the Rangers for actually like giving me this year a season. You know, it was something that I could look back at the letter and say, you know what? You know what? You kept your word. You brought me a really great players. And players that we even thought were maybe bust, like LeFarnier. I mean, Joseph, you'd have to agree that that's, that our position on him has changed. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm not ready to give up on, on LeFarnier yet. He, no. I will take him as long as until no, he's either. in the yeah. ground and dead before I give up on him or Kako. Kako I... I understand. I understand that, like you know, he's a first overall pick, and you know, you expect him to light it up. But he's a kid, and he's playing behind Panarin and Kreider on the left side, and it's just a lot to expect from him. And he's not getting any power play time. Most of these first overall picks, second overall picks, when they get drafted, they're the guys on their team. I keep saying this, like on my podcast, they're the guys on their team. Like like Raymond and Cedar and all that. When Lafreniere was on Team Canada, he was their best player, like in the World Juniors. When Kako was on Team Finland in the World Juniors, easily their best player. He was all over the ice. So when he's when they're like the center, the 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 main uh, piece of attention, there that's when they're gonna break out. So I, I mean, it's fine right now that they're on the third line. I don't I don't think Gallant has some sort of hatred towards Kako or Lafreniere. I just think that he's going with the guys that are is going to win him games. And ever since Kopp and Vetrano have come to the Rangers, all they've done is produce. Vetrano's got so many goals since he was put on that, that line with Kreider and Zibanejad. He fits so perfectly. And, and, I why, think, honestly, and why is that? Very simply, he puts the puck to the nets and, that, and, he and he's good at it. He shoots he and he's fast too. There's yeah. also an un- I think for me there's something about Vetrano that is that I don't think a lot of people notice and when in between in with in between whistles in between plays like you see him talking to players on the other team and they like kind of they make faces at him they shove him or whatever that's probably him getting under their skin he's like a good player for the mental side of the game like he's a good player physically like he shoots the puck he's got a really nice shot he's a good skater but he also knows the mental game uh and i think that's just underrated having a guy like that is huge especially when the playoffs come around oh yeah you saw at the end of that pittsburgh game how frustrated pittsburgh got oh my gosh let's go like you if you get if you get Pittsburgh off their game like that in 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 a play in the playoffs it's all you got you got playoff Jerry also who's known for literally messing it you know yeah but, but what's it called like i'm saying you know like this whole time i don't know i know we didn't win a cup yet but it feels like a sense of completion that like you know hey we're in this direction now we finally can like root for the rangers to actually like you know contend uh we'll see hopefully they could do a bit of damage this year we'll get later to that in the later in the pod but like yeah no the, all these years you know we've had, had didn't have the playoffs nothing like that no play-ins nothing like that 
at all whatsoever. And yeah, we, we, every single year, like we look at the playoffs and we're not in there and, you know, it, yeah, it's it stunk, but you know, we're finally back in it. We're contending now, you know, they just clinched last night. It, it was, it's just a fantastic feeling that, you know, like you see the Rangers account, like it has the excellent, like we're back at it, baby. We're, we're there again. And uh, yeah, it, it's just a terrific, terrific feeling. And all Rangers fans should be, you know, so not crazy celebrating right now because we don't want to cover anything. It's just like, you know, after five years, you know, we finally made it. We finally, you know, ended the rebuild. Um, obviously with struggle. Yeah, obviously with Kako and Laugh, I, I do give them all the time in the world. They're not bust by a long shot. Um, yeah, no, just give them all the time. And just like you said, like Lucas Raymond, if he was here and Lafreniere was Detroit, I think their roles would be switched. I think Raymond mm-hmm. would be the one thing he runs the bus and Laugh would be, you know, totally destroying the NHL for the Red Wings. Like, I, that's how, you know, that's how I feel about, you know, the, the play, the role plays of each individual player. Now, on to um, it's playoff time now in two weeks. Do you guys, this has been a major controversy in Twitter right now, everywhere. Do you think we should be scratching play resting players right now? Personally, for me, I think Fox is way overdue for a nice break. You cannot have him, you know, run down come playoff time. He's the backbone of our defense. Uh, Trouba's emergence this year has how definitely helped him. But still, like, you know, he, he does everything for us. So I, I think he absolutely needs a break. And what would happen if a, if a circumstance like the Mott situation happened to a guy like Panarin? We're screwed. Now, I know that doesn't happen a lot. And, and I know, like, you know, this was that was like a freakish thing. But, you know, there, there are some things you just can't avoid, like those type of things. But there's you could help. You could help, you know, the odds in your favor where it might just not happen. I think they should start resting players now. They have, uh, what, now a six-point space on the Penguins, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And um, I don't think, I don't think you know, they're tied with Carolina right now, but Carolina's going in. I think Carolina solidifies that top spot. Um, the only chance, the only reason why I think they might not is because the Rangers have the non-playoff teams. Carolina does, I believe. Or that might be Pittsburgh. I might be mistaken there. But yeah, I, I I think the Rangers are you know have enough space or have enough comfort where they could start resting players now. Um, Shesterkin, obviously, you keep him in one game or like a couple of games, just you know keep him focused because that's important for a goalie. Because in order for them to keep their focus, they have to you know consistently get games. But guys like Panarin, Kreider's advantage. And once Kreider hits fifty, you should rest him absolutely. You got to rest Scott Fox is obviously my main guy. I mean that guy has got to get rest. Um, what do you think, Joey? Joseph. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, you can call me Joey. It's fine. Uh, but, I, I mean, there's still some some big games ahead. If the Rangers are I, – I have a feeling that they are balling that first seed in, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, or not in the Eastern Conference, in the Metropolitan Division because they're not going to catch Florida. Um, I think in the games where it's a non against a non-playoff team, it, that those would be the games where you rest your, your starters. I, I like like Fox or Shesterkin because there's nothing to, to lose there. But if you're trying to make up ground on Carolina, like when we play, we're playing Carolina next. I think the Rangers go with their regular starting lineup. Guys like Heedle and Mott, they're done for the regular season. I, I in my opinion, I don't think Heedle's coming back unless he's ready to go within the last five games. And Galant just wants him to get tuned up for the playoffs. I think Georgiev's going to get more of the starts 
uh, from now until the end. Shesterkin will get some, just to, like you said, Jacob, to, to stay fresh, to stay uh, focused, um, to get him tuned up for the playoffs. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the history is like for resting starters. Um, I can't recall it being like the NFL where as soon as you clinch a playoff spot, all of your top guys are, are just on the bench just so to avoid injuries. I don't think it's like that. But I could definitely see a situation where the Rangers uh, healthy scratch Fox to give him some time off or Truba or Lindgren and then give guys like maybe they call up Zach Jones uh, to play in a, a couple of games and maybe give Kako Lafreniere some top line ice time for like the first time all season <laughs> um, or power play time for the first time all season. That would be that would be interesting to to watch. But I, I mean... In terms of resting players, I think it's a pretty good idea. Just don't do it too much. Let them play like the last two games, like Fox getting back in for the last two games of the regular season so that he's fresh before the, the playoffs start. There's probably like a little layover period uh, of a week or two before the, the regular season ends and when the playoffs start. Oh, like Friday night versus the Islanders, you resting him? I'm sorry, Wednesday versus Philly in a back-to-back. Are you resting him? I would in the back to back. I would rest one of. I I would rest Fox. a couple of guys, kind of yeah. like manage it like preseason. Right, exactly. If you if like you Carolina, you want to maybe because you know you might get a chance yeah. at that first spot. But first Philly, you already have enough games on Pittsburgh. Like you don't you don't want to screw around with that. So yeah, versus Philly, they have two more back to backs. Um, out of all the teams, they are playing one four playoff games. Not real. Well, Washington's actually the last game, which is very interesting. But... Well, in my opinion, in my opinion over here, uh-huh. when it comes to resting players, I always have two. Didn't the, I'm sorry. One thing. Have, didn't the Rangers do it? Of... What? Didn't the Rangers do it? Like I remember, I went to a game versus Tampa. It was their last game of the season. I, I, I or maybe it was their third to last game of the season. McDonough wasn't on the ice. Nash wasn't on the ice. Uh, Broussard wasn't on the ice. Girardi was. Uh, I don't think Mark Stahl was either, and I don't think Dan Boyle was. Either. I I Dan don't Boyle. remember. I have no idea. Well, I, don't, I don't recall. But I, I'll tell you one like, thing. Were they on the bench though? Do you know that? No, they weren't on the bench. They weren't playing that game. Okay. All right. So the thing is that when you walk into a playoffs and you are not getting a so-called buy in the first round, if you know what I mean, uh, and you're facing, if you know what I mean, a buy. I don't mean literally a buy. Um, but if you're like coming into the playoffs and you have players rested, so we know that Strom came back strong after he got rested, but you can't guarantee that every single player that gets time off, that it's good for him. Some players need that every day. Like Georgiev, like we know that he knows that if he's not playing every day, that's how he is. And why do you want to risk that? I'm not saying that I wouldn't rest the player, but I would be very specific of who I'm resting because maybe someone like Andrew Kopp, it's, he still needs all those games because he has to keep that chemistry going. And if he has to get keep that chemistry building because he's still a new player, then why are you resting anyone on his line? You want to keep him going with his line. Same thing with maybe not Vertrano. Vertrano was here a little bit longer, but still Vertrano, the same idea. So I would be very specific. A guy like Adam Fox, 
I think is worth maybe a game or two, you know, resting because he's he works so hard on the offense, the defensive side. He's always involved. Even a guy like Truba, who I, I think very much Truba could use a night off. Uh, he recently, especially, I see like he'll make one or two mistakes. He, he's upset in his own head because he knows he wouldn't make that mistake. Uh, he's a guy. Those are two guys that I think that could use the could use the night off. Definitely Shesterkin could use it. But again, why would you keep Shesterkin out every single game? when you know that he could use the puck being brought to his face a bunch of times. So on the one well, hand, I would face, say... obviously, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah. you know what I mean. So you, need <laughs> like a, you need like a borderline. You, you Come need, on, Jacob, you're a goalie. You know that when the, when the puck's course, being shot at you, you keep I, track I've, of it. I've said multiple times on this podcast, I'm not an NHL goalie, just for, like, I'm literally a pure legal. If you but need a backup goalie, any NHL it actually team, ends I could, up. I could, Jacob is a goalie. Speaking you know, but, of beer league, did you see Valley's tweet yesterday? Yeah, I tweeted. I, he liked my about. tweet, but I tweeted him. I'm like, Valley, my beer league team isn't that bad, man. <laughs> we only we only let up two. My my team only lets up two shorthanded uh, chances against, which I have to stop. But like, you know, we don't let up like four, man. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah, Valley Valley's on a uh, on a tear this season, man. With just with the fans in why. general. I'm not sure what he's trying to like, go at. I mean, no, I, I love his content. I love his stuff, man. We're just tweeting it out. Like he said on the thing that uh, they were playing like garbage, uh, Tampa Bay as of right now. Um, so like, yeah, like he, he's on a roll, man. I, I like those type of guys that, you know, they like, they act human on the thing. They don't act like robots, you know. I know there mm-hmm. has to be some professionalism to it, but like he's a guy that's, you know, like interacts with fans. And it's also his analytics, I, I, I love. Uh, I, I retweet them every single time, man. They're terrific. Um, yep. Yeah. What were you saying? About, like, the analytics. So I've come a long way with, with that, like, trying to understand. You guys had Drew Way on, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, he helped me a lot, like, trying to understand why you use that. Uh, I was always against the analytics. Like, I never understood them. And because I never understood them, I never gave them a chance. But once I understood what they met like he drew wrote up a whole glossary of of this i don't know if you guys have seen it but it's uh, incredible like he details every single like stat like zone starts yeah, yeah. Like, like i saw this yeah it, it's it's just incredible how he how much detail he put into it but that really helped me understand why analytics are a big part of the game they're not the the whole story and the eye test is also not the whole story. If you look at a guy like Julian Gauthier, right, his analytics, his expected individual expected goals for are actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But you you watch him every night, and he does the same exact move every time when he's like either on a breakaway, when he's rush, when he's on the rush with the puck in transition. It's just dip the shoulder, go around the defenseman, charge into the goalie, miss the net, and right. he doesn't get any goals. But Again, like the analytics say he gets all those chances, but the eye test is telling you he never finishes, he never puts the puck in the back of the net. So you have to use both to determine if he's a good player or not. Yeah, anyone and who uses it, one or the other, it, it's there is always a middle ground with these type of things. Yeah. There's a concept where the eye test shows stuff that the analytics don't, and the analytics shows something that the eye test does. Like you have to look – okay, so perfect example. The Rangers since the trade deadline – they acquired Cop and Vitrano, right? And yeah. every single game, they have a clear dominant possession of the, the puck. And their 5v5 has been, like, one of the best in the league since the trade deadline. Before then, we were relying on Shesterkin far right. too often. We never had the puck. 23rd in the league. 
We, yeah, it was like twenty. It was towards the bottom of the league in terms of like Corsi or expected goals for. We never had the puck. That's all you have to look at. Is it? Can we get around the trap? Are we dumping and chasing the puck too often? We never had the puck before the trade deadline, and when we did have it, we would somehow find a way to get goals. We were resilient enough, and uh, Chesterkin kept us in most of those games, and that's why he should be the Hart Trophy winner this year. Yeah, that's my. I, I think like that. that Unfortunately, I think it's had a couple games. I I know I know Matthews yeah. is tear, is taking off. Like he's gonna have over sixty goals this year. Probably well over 60 goals. If you look at how they have, Toronto's played 72 games. He's at like what, 58 now? Did he's Stamkos win it when he got 60? Oh, yeah, he won it. Yeah, he won Rocket Richard. Oh, no, not, not the heart. The heart? No, Malkin won that because Crosby was out that year. Crosby oh, was remember, injured remember. most of that year and Malkin went on a tear. That I remember that. That was the year Lundquist won the, the Vezina. That was 2012. That was a weird year. That was the when the Rangers went to the the conference finals. That was a good year for for us. Um, but yeah, Malkin Malkin I believe won the Hart Trophy that year. He had a, a fantastic season. And if the Penguins were without him, they wouldn't have made it to the playoffs for sure. That's yeah. that's what I think. So we'll go on to the next thing. Um, I've been asking a lot of people this, and they say obviously you don't like you know do what I'm about to tell you. But I'm like, I don't think it's as simple as you like you think. So Rangers, I mean, it's a good conundrum because, listen, we've had worse. I mean, I, I kind of knew the minute the Rangers get addition or two, their 5v5 is going to skyrocket. It was just because of the depth. It wasn't because the top six was, you know. Cop has been, first of all, picture per- perfect plug and so was Petrano. Drury, honestly, after that, but you never trade, I had zero confidence in him. Now I, I definitely have confidence in him. Uh, we'll see what the offseason, when we get to that. Um, so ba- basically, it's like this. We have Cobb on the second line right now with Panarin and Stroh. On the third line, we have, when healthy, Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kato. Right? Mm-hmm. Or if Hedl's not healthy, we have Waff, Goudreau, Kato. Right? We, we have something along the line. The thing is, is come playoff time. I am not. I really think that third line will disappear in that playoffs. I really do. I don't. I think Loft needs a good player with him in order to thrive. And a guy like Hedo, Hedo is like a good secondary guy for him. But he needs that one guy with him to initiate plays or to forecheck so that he can make the plays. And Goudreau's not going to cut. He's per, only here to be that defensive guy to you know shut down the opposition's top players. You know that that's what he's paid the big bucks for. But the problem is like this. You would think to say Cop would be the perfect player to slide down and then Kako go up, I believe. Hold on, I'll, I'll check in a second. But if you put Kako on the third line, you have, you have a bit of a conundrum because Cop right now is on fire with the second line. I mean, on fire. It's nothing like it. He clicks perfectly with Panarin. I mean, you saw the pass Panarin made to him. And the shot, no one's talking about it. No Ranger ever shot like that. Over the glove, try tipping it into the goalie's leg pad. That's all they did. Now, all of a sudden, you have this guy that comes and just shoots a rusik uh, over the glove. I'm not, Rangers players have not that done that. That was Gavrik-esque. 
that shot that was just a, yeah i, I watched that shot i know most times like people are watching like all these moves players make i was watching that shot like 20 times just like make sure i saw like, like right that shot that was so, ridiculous yeah the that thing was incredible was, yeah play. so the thing was great that, play all around oh it was terrific but now holy know, cow what was he eating last know, night the most important part i find about so far recently of the rangers is they are playing so hard like even like first, you oh, know, they hit everything that moves. They 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 they, they don't give more you than space. Remember, Jacob, remember there was a point in the season. I mean, there was not a point in the season. It was a long time that during the season, the first periods were all dead, and you'd walk in and you literally could like fall asleep in MSG. I, I'm talking about fall asleep. You could like have like well, you can understand it now. They don't have a like, lot of depth. They're exhausted. They're ex- but you know what? They play really well, and I'm very impressed. Right. With I'm very impressed with how the Rangers have really grown to be such a physical slash a good sh- a better shooting team. And, you know they're like their shots are up, their hits are up, their playing hard is up. And when you're playing a team like that, uh, like like the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Bruins, you need to play sixty minutes. And when you're playing hard for sixty minutes, you'll be in the game. You know what I mean? Right. So basically, go back to the question: Is that if you move Cobb down, right, that, that hotline, you know, ceases now and you have Kako up there. I think it's not that terrible because when Kako was with Stroman Panarin, that's when that line was at its best, besides with mm-hmm. Kako. In eight games, Kako had seven points with Panarin and Strom. People forget that. They were on a bit of a tear before Kako was I, – I, they claim, you know, he was first line. That was a very dumb idea mm-hmm. to put Kako with Kreider. He, that doesn't fit. That, that doesn't fit at all. He was he was on a tear with uh, Panarin and Strom. So the thing is, people are saying is, no, don't move. What are you going to do with Kako? Kako will be non-existent on the third line, and because he's non-existent, Lafreniere would be non-existent. So basically, would you rather have a hot, blazing second line and a third line that's non-existent, or would you rather have a second line that's pretty solid and a third line that's pretty solid? It's Which good, one would you rather really, have? It's tough, hard. tough to answer that question because oh Cop is playing oh. so – that line is playing so well right now. Like Panarin and Cop are on – Right, exactly. That's why I said, right like, now. I'm going to have to ask you a question that – Like, I almost really feel like – I almost feel like Galant would even consider dropping – if Strom to that third line, that's how Ooh. well they're playing. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't dude. think – I won't think that's going to happen. No. I don't think that's, that's happening. Happen. That's not going to happen because right. he likes. He so likes what do they do? Together. Because I think everyone is in agreement here that if Laf, Hito, and Kako are all on the same line, Kako's got to be non-existent because he's not with you know good players, and because he's not playing good, Laf has got to be non-existent, and because that's not Hito can't you know he can't finish, but you know he's a good playmaker, but who's he playmaking to that can't that can finish? I so will that say got to be non-existent. I will say if they if. There's instances where that third line in the playoffs goes up against their the other team's worst defenders. Then it's going to be they, they'll they'll do something. I think like they're going to be the good, kings of non-finishing, but doing everything right with that. Right, like I mean, they get momentum. They to me, if the third line could get chances and not just be in, like if they're just if they can't finish, but they're getting their chances, like. They're, they're playing good hockey, kind of like how Heedle and Lafreniere were against the, the Flyers that one game uh, when Heedle ended up going in the shootout. Um, I think I think that's a effect, an effective third line. They don't have to put the puck in the back of the net every time necessarily. 
But imagine if they're getting their chances. On third line, man. I know. Yeah, I'm think they would be. I I wouldn't mo- have any problem whatsoever doing that. Really, like I honestly oh. think that's a good idea. But I don't know if Gallant will do that. If, right, I hear you. If if it comes to a point where like okay, like, the but people are going nuts. Round. We're down because, two nothing. Right. We're down two nothing in the first round in the series, and he needs to change something up. I could see him doing a move like that. But heading into the playoffs with the way Panarin and Kopp have been playing, I think he's going to roll with whatever's working. Right. So you you would you would take a risk on that third line being non-existent to keep that 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 second line on fire. As of right now. As, As of, of right, right now. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think Kako, to me, he's the, he was the best he looked in the NHL when he was playing with Panarin and Strowman. Right, exactly. And honestly, I don't care. Like, if I know Panarin's is the, the best forward on our team, and I know he's got his preferences, but if that, that line is was is producing like the way it was producing that at that one eight-game stretch where Kako was there, you have to run with it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, Kako is... I love oh, him, I think he's got a second. He was Kako was good, but I mean, still not at that that World Junior Championship level. Like no. we haven't seen that yet. No, but I we feel like if, I feel like you don't know what Kako's going to be like when he comes back, and that's very important to first see. If we see a good Kako, so put him on that line, and I don't mind moving Cop down. But if why but am that's I the question though? Up? If if this this that second line is red hot right now. And right. as you, every, the whole, as you know, every per, player, person knows, the team that comes into the playoffs with a hot team or a hot line is the team that does serious damage in the playoffs. And right. the Rangers' second line right now, first line is also looking really good, but that second right. line right now with Cop is looking so good. But the th- problem is you have such a problem. I See, that's the thing. I think it's a serious problem, that third line. I think that line will be non-existent. I don't know, maybe, Joseph, you, you might be right on that one, but... Just for me personally, I don't think they'll. I don't. I think they'll be non-existent. I I think they're just going to come in, come out. They'll have a goal, not a goal scored on them. I just think they're going to be like white bread. I I just they're not going to be bad. They have to keep the pressure going, though. The guy. So I'm saying, but Draghi, would you would you break up a hot line to have two solid lines or to have one insane line? Again, I'm I'm not. I would only break up that hot line. If I know that the guy I'm putting in has the high potential of keeping that line, maybe not hot, but warm, meaning I want that second line to not be destroyed where now when they walk in the game, the chemistry is off. There's turnovers being made. Goals are going the other way now because of it. I need to know that the guy that I'm putting in is trustworthy enough or enough of a or he's playing well enough or even the players on on that line agree that, you know what? we're going to work with this or it looks good in practice then to then to just just put him in i need to know that this guy is going to be good so i'm not going to break up that line unless i know that the guy i'm putting in is has is going to be keeping that line at least you know that third line's going to be non-existent though yeah but then you have a third line if you move if you're making another good if you're making a better third line and your second line you know is going to be somewhat close to hot but maybe not to the level it was before but now you you have I would I would only change it if I know that that guy is going to be good. So, I'm, I wouldn't change. Meaning, like you for the first game, you're basically saying is for the first game you would keep it how it is. If it doesn't really work out, you'd switch it for game two. Right, exactly. Okay, so you would try. You would see the hotline. I would I would that, test it out, but I know Galant's right. not a tester though. So right, but being like the basically thing is is you're rolling with it until it doesn't work. If it ain't correct, right. don't fix it. That's so right. with me. I I'm kind of have to agree with you, but it's just that 
I don't know, man. I'm just terrified of this third line being non-existent. I feel like last we spoke with Fitz. He, he seems like a 16-game player guy, but he needs – like, Cop is a perfect guy with him. I, I, I would try maybe Kaka with Shoma Panarin one game. Like, it doesn't hurt versus Philly. Like, it, it doesn't hurt. I feel like that that chemistry with Kaka and Panarin, that's not a thing that's a one-time thing and they're just clicking. I feel like that's just a, a natural chemistry with a four-checker and a guy that, you know, likes those type of guys. I mean, we saw Panarin like Blackwell. Like, I mean, Kaka's 10 times better than him, but he likes those type of four-checkers and everything like that. So – while people say it, it's it's not even a question, I think people have to realize it's not such a, you know, it's not such a crazy question. It's an actual, you know, a thing that has to be talked about. Do you, would you rather one hot line and one non-existing line, or would you, would you rather two solid lines? It, it's a question. Um, so now going on to the next thing, uh, we're going to have a bit of a tribute here. Mott was injured and, Obviously, you know, personally for me is he did the little things is he's the smartest player, depth player we have had since Jesper Foss, in my opinion. Mm. Like when he went in the penalty kill, he didn't dump and he didn't dump the puck. He sp- went into their zone. He passed it back. And not only that, he kind of he rubbed off on other players. Other players, you sort of started doing that. They started passing around. They literally looked like the Globetrotters against a few power yep. plays. It was insane. So I, I hope that rubbing uh, what he did, you know, sticks to the Rangers team. But, man, that 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 fourth line, like I spoke to a few people in Vancouver, like he makes the players he's defending a hell. Like he makes their lives, you know, a living hell. Like they, he shuts them down. His speed, he, listen, he's not offensively skilled, but, you know, he is everything perfect. He's the perfect depth player. And he, his smarts are just like, you know, I really hope they resign him. It was rumored that he wanted two point. He shut down 2.5 from Vancouver. I am hoping that it was just because it's Vancouver and he don't want to be there. And it's not just, you know, he wanted more money. Uh, with this salary cap, I don't see him getting more than 2.5. I really hope, you know, they pick him up. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, uh, I mean, would you guys agree? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, like, it's the end, like. Mott's a small piece, but it definitely is a solid blow. I I will be pretty disappointed if the Rangers don't find a way to keep Mott. I really, really like how he kills penalties. Like, just, he takes over. He takes over. Like, he is the face of that penalty kill now. He's like, in, in so good. less Holy than cow. 10, 15 games with the, with the team, he single-handedly changed it. Like, I mean, the penalty kill was already good. But Mott oh, is they, just, they, oh my god, the best PK in the league. You know what it became? It became not a penalty kill. It became literally offense. Right. Yeah. It yeah. became it's, offense. It looked like and, the and not only that with the Ranger team with the Ranger team with players that are very good one on one with goalies to get some of those odd man rushes shorthanded. I'm telling you, are going to make such great chances. We used to have a penalty kill like that in like 2013, 14. That the way our penalty kill is right now. We had one in. We had one in 17. We led the league in shorthanded goals. Yeah, that, that was, was Grabner. Grabner had most of Grabner, the goals. Grabner and Stepan, I believe, were just yeah, going right. off on them. Like every time there was a PK, like it was a weird feeling. It used to be the PK was like, all right, we got to survive this. That year, it was like, all right, let's see if we could score a goal. That was such a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Grabner was like such an advantage because of his speed. Like he'd win every race to the puck. Like if it was just if the puck was cleared just soft enough, where 
you know, the defender has to race back for it, Grabner's going to beat him every time in a straight line contest because he's so damn fast. He was really fast. Um, but, it, I mean, I really hope Mott's not out for the entire season. It is looking you gotta like that. that. They st- he stopped short, though, of saying – Vince mentioned that he stopped short. Yeah, yeah, I know we I can't know, trust Gallant, but we can never trust Gallant, like, <laughs> at all, ever. But he stopped short of saying for the season, you got to – I feel that it's a type of injury where if we make it late in the second round, he could come back. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% wrong. There were rumors of a few things. It could be a separated shoulder, a, uh, a broken collarbone, and the worst one was a dislocated shoulder. Actually, I think that – a dislocated shoulder is very weird. If it could be popped back in with rehab, it could literally be a couple of weeks. That's the case. But if it tore something, I think, while it was popped out, that's like a five-month recovery with surgery. Now, I'm no doctor, but that's what I've just been told. So it's one of those injuries that, thank God it wasn't the head, though. That would have been terrible. Angelo, I will see him in hell. Uh, <laughs> I, I will see him there. And, uh, yeah, so we'll go on just to a few questions now. Um from uh, Brian at Brian C uh, to finds under, I forget what that's called. Um, Washington is currently four points behind Pittsburgh with two games in hand. They catch up to Pittsburgh and pass them. Who do you see as playing in the first round? I guess what he's asking is, is that who, who do we think? Do we think it's Pittsburgh or Washington? Uh, personally, I think it's Pittsburgh. I just, I don't think, even though Washington has two games in hand, I, I think it's got to be that uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Washington has a chance, but I really think it's Pittsburgh. I I think it's going to be Pittsburgh, but if it is Washington, that will be also be a really good series. It's going oh, yeah. to be a good test because then you have that the the Tom Wilson narrative. Like, what's he going to do? I don't think I don't think that's going to be involved. I, I, oh, it one hundred percent will be. You think really? Yeah. Like no, last people, people, they really people will be talking about it, but I don't think it's going to be what everyone's thinking because we have Reeves. If you go back to opening night, opening night, everyone thought Reeves was going to drop the gloves with Tom Wilson. That's not at all what happened. Tom Wilson didn't go anywhere near the Rangers. Anywhere near him. Not near Reeves, not near Panera. the last time they played the Capitals, Wilson didn't have any hits. Yes. Wilson had had zero hits, yes. He had nothing. He He was, like, kept off the board completely. And... That's the if you if you watched like the post game of when when of that game where uh, Wilson ragdolled Panarin and listened to what Valaket was saying. There's a clip out there on Twitter. Someone has it. Um, Valaket was talking with Colton Orr, who used to play for the Rangers, and he said Colton Orr said if I was playing in that game, Tom Wilson wouldn't go anywhere near me. And we get Reeves, right? We get Reeves, mm-hmm. and look what happens. Exactly what Colton Orr said. He didn't go anywhere near him. So that's the effect having Ryan Reeves is. is like He doesn't need to fight. He's only everyone had, everyone like, stands a little taller. Right. He's done so much for that for the locker room. It's just the oh, character is there. I've, from the beginning of the season, I was asking for two things from the Rangers. Well, I mean, and then, and then Kreider consistency. But I wanted character, and I wanted consistency. We have character this year. We've seen. I see a lot of smiling. Like we always smiled last year, but the smiles from every single player on the team. I don't know. Last season a was a was a season from hell with the yeah. Panarin Putin thing, with the right. D'Angelo yeah, fiasco, 
you would see a smile. You would see a smile every now and then. I'll say that. But this year, the smiles are all there. Everybody has it, and they're just a little bit wider. The smiles, they're bigger. And then consistency. The Rangers have only lost three games once this three games in a row one time this year. They have not lost more than three games in a row, and they've lost two games in a row only like eight times this year. That's it. So they've bounced back from from losses pretty frequently. And they are pretty a pretty resilient team. I know they have the, like the most comeback wins, but like most of those are like one like they give up the first goal right. and they come back and, well, and it's just one nothing. Yeah, it's more but, than that. It's also the fact that you have a lot of players on the team that are young, and when you play a good team, let's say like the Hurricanes in the playoffs, where you know, let's say that they're better than you, you know what I mean? That could be hard for them. Mm-hmm. But when you know that your team is resilient like that, the, the smile just gets bigger. Where you play the Hurricanes and you go. Yo, so you think you're better than us. Right. You know, We've done this before. right, right. Like I always felt like like the Canadians last year, uh, when they were there, they were very young and they were really not supposed to be in that spot. It was too big of a spotlight. They had no chance. Uh the Rangers here have a much better situation. You know what I mean? And they also have players that could carry them, which is also very good because when you have players that every time you could, you know, you know, every time you're on a power play, that Kreider is a huge threat. Now, I would say like, you know, I think I, the stat I heard by a game was he has a responsible for like 49, 48 of the 51 power play goals the, the, that, the, that the Rangers have. We're talking about that either he was on the ice, had an assist or scored it, um, which, by the way, is ridiculous. So when you know that you could lean on a Kreider by a power play, you could um, have Panarin with your passes. You could lean on your defense to make some plays. That allows you to have more of a loose idea that when you're playing a team like the Hurricanes, when you're playing a team like the Panthers, a Lightning team even, even, and even the Penguins, you could still somewhat make somewhat of a move because you know that you could depend on someone and not have to do everything 100%. And a player, especially like Lefarnay, could really, really succeed with that because he knows he's not the biggest star. They're not focusing on Alexis Lefarnay in this game. And he could really maybe bring out something in this team. And that's important, by the way. And people should understand that, that there are players on this team that are young and they're going to have a chance to be able to do well because everyone around them is doing well. And that just gives you an excitement. That's exactly. I could have said it better myself. Um, This question was a bit funny to me. That's why I got, I definitely got to put this in. This was from at uh, young. uh, What's that lower line called? That's pretty good. Underscore. Underscore. Underscore breezy. With like uh, four E's, uh, he asked. This was a very really fine question. Can people please simplify your names? <laughs> can Can we have a Sidney Crosby count mention mention count during the playoffs? And what's the average per game? That is pretty good. I'm going with I'm again. Going with, I, I, again, how I'm many times? Question? How many times do they say Sidney Crosby's name? In the whole playoff series. <laughs> well, it's going to be a lot because he's going to have the puck a lot, probably. Well, uh, Sam Rosen's going to be like, and Sidney Crosby in this game? What does he have no, for us? No, first of all, Sidney Crosby wasn't even playing for himself. And he had as much as much during that game as he has when he is playing. <laughs> that was bad in the ESPN. That's because it's the ESPN commentary. <laughs> okay, well, so ESPN lives for Sidney Crosby type of guys. Just like they can they drop a Sidney Crosby stat in a game where he's not even playing. Right. So I'm saying, let's say, okay, let's say ESPN broadcasts game five. How many Sidney Crosby's are there? 
Oh, there's going to be at least 100. <laughs> like, well <laughs> over 100. <laughs> it's going to be a world record, man. Especially well, if it's a 2-2 Game 5 series, like, yeah, it's going to be like, <laughs> all right, yeah. The narrative's going to be like, oh, the winner of this game wins the series however many percent, whatever percentage of the time it is, historically, of all, all time. And it's like, you have to talk about Crosby because he's like the best player in the world. So you have to factor him into it. Oh, yeah, the Penguins having Sidney Crosby, greatest player, the great one, the, the, uh, the next one or whatever. The kid. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm not even the most scared about him. I feel like I'm more scared about some of the other players around him because as good I'm as I'm more scared about himself, Malkin. I'm more scared. I, about I agree, Malkin and even Rust. I'm a little more scared of Rust. Malkin, is a I'm really good. Player. Malkin, I'm more more scared of because he's a Rangers killer. That dude. Well, that's just, why. And he has the why, only shot on the range on the Pittsburgh that could uh, beat Chesterkin Liam. Like everyone else very, needs a screen or anything. Curious. I'm very curious. Like if people even notice, especially when the Rangers play the Penguins how the Rangers get the offense that they want. It's really the question of how they play defense against the Penguins. Mm-hmm. Usually they right, get the exactly. offense they want. They always like to figure it out, some type of offense. I don't feel like the Penguins defense is something to be scared of. But on the other hand, it's something that you don't want to get in the shootout against them. They're not no, you're not going to have that problem in the playoffs. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's why having someone like just and nice and ready to go is, is the most important thing, you know? Uh, right, but the, 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 you got to think again. about it. Do you really see it? Do you really see Pittsburgh being able to beat Chesterkin four times out of seven? I don't. Right, I really don't. Not only and that, with, I think that the... especially with playoff Jari. I mean, if first of all, if Jari takes to the next level, we we have a problem because our our strength was goaltending. I still think Chesterkin would be better than him, but that, that would definitely put a damper on. I mean, the only other the only game that we lost to the Penguins was, I think, a one nothing game, right? That's it. Like yep. even in that yeah. game, I can't we, say that so Jari some was amazing, injured, like, no? like better than Chesterkin. We're in some players okay. injured in that one nothing game. I don't I don't recall, but either way, I would say though that was Jari, as good as he is, and he got the shutout, so every Penguins fan is gonna go, "Hey, Jari got the shutout." On the other hand, Shesterkin gave up one goal, and the Rangers, I think at that point, their 5-5 five and five was not this way as it is now, and they have much better depth than they had then. And you so, can see that right. they're really, you know, you just don't want to fall into the Penguin trap where you start like... You can't let them get that... Listen, they're not that fast you know. team we played in 16. They're not the Correct. greatest fast team, but they still have that mentality of you do not give a team like that momentum. That no, team, when right. having momentum, it is scary. So I think game one right. is a huge game in that series. You yeah. have to you have to be really disciplined against Pittsburgh. If you take too well, many, no, 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 no. It's not only that. It's that Pittsburgh could literally take a gun and shoot you, and you will not get a. They will not get called a penalty. I That's, tweeted this. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I tweeted got this out. Also, I you have to be careful. Also. You have They're to be careful. They're the least penalized it. team in the league, and trust me, it is not because they are disciplined. No. It, yeah, I, I refuse to believe that too. I mean, I've seen them. They're not disciplined. You know how many calls went unchecked? See, that's a problem I have a problem with in the first playoff round. I'm worried about this place like that. I mean, Gowan is going to murder someone in that series, man. He's going to kill someone. <laughs> that's what I like about him. Like, he defends his players. Like, he'll, mm-hmm. he'll give it to the refs. But he won't give it to the point where he'll get a penalty. Um, okay, so... Um, On to our next question. We got this guy, Chris. Um, he has so many letters in his name. I'm just going to call him at Chris. Should we have played Georgiev? Uh, should we play Georgiev in majority of the games left, or should we play Shesty and go for the division title? I said personally, I think we should go Georgiev. 
because I, I feel like, you know, I don't feel like we should, you know, I don't think we can catch up to Carolina. I know we have the same amount of points as them, but I just feel like Carolina will anyways, you know, pull ahead because they're freaking Carolina. But uh, there is a chance. I just think, you know, we should rest Chesty. Now, obviously, there's a line. You have to make sure, you know, it gets a little, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the word, but it's basically that you have to make sure you don't rest them so much that, they, you know, they're rusty coming game one. We have to make sure they're rested enough where, you know, they're, they're not banged up. They're not tired. They're not run down. It's a very, you know, what's it called? I don't know the word for it, but you get the point. Um, what, what do you, what do you guys think of that? Do you, I know we've touched on it a lot. I think you guys said we should play Shesty, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but what, what do you guys think? Should we go for the division or should we rest Shesty? I don't think you give Shesterkin too many starts. Like you, I don't want him starting every game as many games between now and, and, and the end of the season. Um, I think giving him a little bit of rest is fine. So Georgiev, I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem doing that. I agree. I agree very much on that. that. That's I agree very much with the Joseph on that one. Right. I mean, listen. I I think Pittsburgh is a is a good matchup for us. I I don't think you know we have a problem. We're not scared of them really. I think we're pretty we're you know have confident going into it. Obviously, there's some concerns, but you know we're not overly you know panicking on that that we're screwed. If we're not screwed. We have a we have a fair chance against them. Um, and obviously one of those things is there's a line that you don't want to, you want to make sure that while Shesty is rested, you don't want him to be rusty and vice versa. And this includes all players. That's why with Fox, you still play him in a few games just to make sure, you know, he's still up and about. He's not rusty come playoff time. Cause there are plenty of times where NHL teams have made that mistake and they look very rusty in game one. Um, uh, on to the next question, Ryan Lindgren's wife. Uh, okay. How far do you think we'll go in the playoffs? I personally think it's going to be the second round. Uh, that's where I think Carolina murders us and demolishes us, and we have PTSD and all that. Um, I know I'm getting a bit dark right there, but that's just personally for me. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm fine with second round. I, th- I think that's a good spot for the Rangers to be at at this point in their rebuild. Um, if they lose to Carolina, every team's going to go through some adversity trying to get in their journey to the Stanley Cup. We we know this. Like the Blues were hit a road a roadblock so many times. The Capitals did this. The the before the Penguins won back to back cups, they they went through a roadblock. Tampa Bay did it. Um, if that if that roadblock for us is Carolina, so be it. Second round for me, right. I'd say. Shaggy, what do you think? You know what? I this is so hard because I, I feel like. I feel like I want to see more than that. Like second round, you guys make it sound like we're going to play the Hurricanes. We're going to get demolished. And as good as the Hurricanes are, I still believe in my Rangers. And I, I, I just trust that they'll at least make it a series. Do I feel like it's going to be a win out of that series quickly? No. Do I feel like they're going to get that at all? Even if they play hard? No, but I still think they make that a series. I think, they could take that thing six or seven, make it a fight. You know what I mean? Maybe just have some outstanding performance by Shesterk in a couple games. And, you know, even if he has like 75 shots being put on him, like the Hurricanes like to do, uh, you know, I just can't see further than that simply because I got to keep my expectations low. I can't sit there and say, yo, look, look, we got, we, we got this cup, man. We got this cup, you know, 
I, I can't do that. I can't do that because I just don't see it in them. It's in 2015, like where you're, where we feel like we're going for the cup. Exactly. And, Anything and can happen. Third lines but... don't keep, the third and fourth lines and, and some of the defensive, you know, pairings do give me like a worry, especially because the Hurricanes are going to look for that weakness. So on the third and fourth lines, I think, you know, their lines are better. So that's going to already give a, a hard thing if you keep on being down because they're scoring better than you. And it's not going to be Shesterkin's fault always. It's just that when you have that much pressure on a goalie, something might trickle through. And you could see Shesterkin, whenever that happens, gets really, really frustrated because he knows he played really well. And it's just going to happen because they're better than us. And you have to know that as a player. And they do know that as a player. That They're very confident. You know, with yeah. the two-on-ones, Valley exactly. mentioned that with two-on-ones, they're going to go straight to the pass because they know Shesterkin will be able to stop that 10 out of 10 times. That's right. Uh, that and confidence in your player, like in your goalie, like it gives you the ability to make more risky moves. Correct. Sometimes will pay off, sometimes won't. But, you know, more or less, it'll pay off because Shostakhin is that good. Right. Um, and at the end yeah. of the day, that second round is going to be that round that if they get past that second round, I think you make it to the cup. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think you're facing a hard. If you manage to beat Carolina, yes. But that's, that's the main that's the yeah. team. That's the team. I think it's 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 literally Hurricanes. You beat them. You're never. You're not. I don't know if you're gonna. I don't know if the Avs are as hard of a team to face if you face them. Are they as hard? I don't know. Especially if Kadri's I think they're. I healthy. think they're the monster of the playoffs. I think everyone's not healthy. On them. I think Kadri's not healthy. Carolina. Carolina is my team to win. My dark horse is Calgary Flames. I think they are someone no one's gonna see coming, and they are just gonna destroy everyone. Uh, imagine if the Rangers make it. I, I disagree with seeing how their play has Imagine, been. though, if the Rangers uh, face them off in the Stanley Cup final, only face Daryl Sutter again. Oh, my gosh. When he was no. in L.A. Oh that would be – Do you know how many times they'll mention the 2014 overtime winner? We thought we were done when NBCSN was over. Oh, the my deal. gosh, please. Just, just wait wait for that. We're, we're going to be hearing Oh, that. it's going to be played a million times. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but oh, NBC my gosh. Is hey, Sidney like, Crosby's name going to be more than that? It's cl- that's a close one. Nah, I'm gonna go. Gonna be, I'm gonna no, go with Crosby's Crosby. more than that. I'm gonna go with Crosby. Crosby's more than that. <laughs> so, anyway. the New York fraud fan, frauds fam. Uh, quickly, uh, question: um, who, who? When we we now clinch the playoffs, so who do you want to rest? I'm going with Fox Shosturkin. Um, really, it's everyone. Just everyone has a different off day. But the three top ones are probably Fox Shosturkin and. I feel like Panarin doesn't need that rest. I feel like he just he could literally go 180 games like a baseball season and still be on fire. I, I, I'm going to go maybe with Zibanejad. Does that make sense? Mm. Fox, and, Fox and Shesterkin are my main ones. That's really it. I think Fox and Lindgren are my main ones. Oh, I, got yeah, Fox, I got Fox Lindgren, and Truba. Lindgren definitely for me because he, he looks a little off since it since uh well actually he had an amazing what do you mean he had a great game he had an amazing game last night yeah, he did have week, a good game last night yeah um one more and then we'll be done with this um again uh Ryan Lindgren's wife he asked this one I, I just like I put it in because I told him I would pancakes or waffles um oh, what, what you got I got pancakes I feel like Joseph I feel like he could talk about this for three hours the way he just oh, reacted right. <laughs> I, I could I play for both teams yeah, oh, no, boy. you got to pick one, man. You got to pick uh, one. You got to take one. You, got, you have a gun to your head. It's breakfast time, pancakes or waffles. What do you got? Pancakes. 
That's pancake, there we go. There we go. Draghi, I'm oh. assuming it's pancakes. Now, I know you guys, if you can, <laughs> would strangle me through the screen the minute I say this, and I, we will probably lose listeners when I say this. I am not a massive fan of either. Oh, my God. Okay, no, no, no. I will not strangle that. You know what? Jacob, uh, if I had a choice, it'd be pancakes. What, what, okay, what are you taking over the two of them? Oh, it's pancakes. No, no, no. Over pancakes and waffles. Oh, I, I got to go with my, um, my amazing cereals. No, my what are you legendary. Doing? No, you know, you know what the thing is? Is if if by the way, what? if fruity if fruity pebbles did not get so soggy in the first two minutes, it'd be the greatest cereal of all time. Okay, first of all, I like cereal a lot. I'm talking about I'm a guy that pounds cereal, but I, mean, I like an everything. If I'm giving a pancake with some butter no, Joseph, and syrup so, that's made right really well, I'm taking my pancakes over a cereal where I have to keep pouring the milk and the cereal. Were the pancakes? I, just I don't think Joseph's inviting us on his pot again I, after that. I thought, I thought you were going to say something like French toast or right, maybe right. And bacon, something <laughs> like that, like oatmeal, cereal. Like, this oh, is so God. basic. <laughs> no, Jacob, you, you, you know uh, what? Yeah, I don't think we're going back on ice cold takes out of your time. <laughs> that was a hot take. We don't accept those on my podcast. <laughs> no, no. If I come on, I, I have to shut up about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, I'll put a realistic answer. There's a bit, like, an everything bagel with butter, and in it is hash browns and an egg. Okay, all right. That's, 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 that's good. good. That, there we go. Do you want to accept that? that? There we go. That, that'll take. That, that'll take. That's what I was kind of nice. Um I think, I think we're going to end Joseph's it off here. Right now, if you look at Joseph's face right now, you see I think he's going to kill me. the drool, like, from he's the gonna, He's going to DM me for my address soon here. Um, so disappointed, Jacob. <laughs> so disappointed. As an Italian, you have to be—you have to have more of a sophisticated answer than. than oh, okay. Cereal. okay. So since you're Italian, okay, you're you're gonna like this. You're gonna like this. I am in love with angel pasta. There you go. Good job. I'm nice. in love with angel my, pasta. My mom I makes it all my the mom time. Makes a lot of that. My mom makes a lot of that. Angel pasta and penny. Well, penny al vodka. I pound it here. That's us. So that hopefully that could get you. You know, you won't kill me after this. But Joseph, what sauce do you get in your penny al vodka? Not your penny al vodka on your uh, uh, fettuccine. A mushroom mm-hmm. sauce? Uh, I think Alfredo sauce is probably the best. Alfredo. You won't oh, yeah. go with like a Italian, mushroom man. You got to go with it. <laughs> you go with the straight up. Yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of people go with. Uh, fettuccine Alfredo. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good combination. For yeah. me, though, like my favorite Italian dish is chicken franchise. Like that's got like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or had it. It's like, it's got this lemony sauce on it. It's really, really good. Well, we call it lemon chicken. Yeah, it's good. We call it lemon chicken. I've had that before. Yep. Those that for me is that takes a cake. Chicken parm is good too. Love that. What's your favorite dairy? Dairy, straight up dairy. Dairy. Hmm. <laughs> Does pizza count? <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta be a little more sophisticated go, than that. gonna go cereal and milk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be yeah, a little cereal okay, and milk. Uh, dairy. Dang it! I I would have such a white right answer right now um it, i would also say pizza it's so good i mean it's yeah. pizza and you can have it in so many different ways with different stuff on it you know and every good? day big something ZD else pizza. big ziti pizza i'm not big a ZD is I'm actually not... really pretty good at, like a lot of people like that we sell that at my parents own a pizzeria i talk about this on my podcast oh but... really nice yes yes but that is the big ziti slice a lot of people get that pretty good yeah yeah no that i pound all right, we got to end it off here. Shragi's going to, you know, kill me for going on longer. He's got to go somewhere. 
thanks so much, man, for coming on. Uh, and know- guys, the lesson of today is remember when you're playing hockey to that there is a puck and to remember that you're playing hockey, unlike when you leave your laptop in, a, in, in the airport. You remember that? Just make sure you... Well, also, I got to remember, um, this is where recording is going to be in two things. I may have or may not have forgotten to record uh, or charge my laptop here. So Joey over here has basically had to deal with this. For two months <laughs> delay to come on here. After that, we had a delay possibly to go to 2 p.m. today. And we ended up going to 1 because I blocked from my laptop. And then in the middle of the pod, uh, my charger, you know, my laptop went out. And he had to wait 10 minutes. So... Props to him, best guest on here. Anyone else would have strangled me by now, dealt with all that, uh, still on here. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't dampen our chances of coming on your pot again, <laughs> um, especially with my waffles and pancake steak. But guys, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, yeah, let's go Rangers. Let's go. Oh, wait, once, I'm sorry. One more thing, one more thing. Uh, I, I apologize. Joseph, you want to put in your Twitter handle in your pocket before we go? I'm sorry, man. I'm- Follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod. We're giving away a jersey when we hit 1,000 followers. We're at like 930-something right now. Great so follow, guys. It's a great follow. Good follow. All right. now Thanks we're for having me on, guys. Of course, oh, man. Now fun. we're officially done. This has not been very professional, but we'll take it. Thank you, guys.